Adolin fell into wind stance, elbows bent, turned to the side, sword's tip pointing up and backwards. His opponent fell into flame stance, sword held one-handed, other hand touching the blade standing with a square posture of the feet. The stances were more a philosophy than a predefined set of moves. Wind stance, flowing, sweeping, majestic. Flame stance, quick and flexible, better for shorter shard blades. Wind stance was familiar to Adolin. It had served him well throughout his career. But it didn't feel right today. We're at war, Adolin thought as Salinor edged forward, looking to test him. And every light eyes in this army is a raw recruit. It wasn't time for a show. It was time for a beating. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book two, Words of Radiance. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 13 and 14. This is episode 11. Uh, We are um, quickly making our way through Words of Radiance here. Uh, We're trying to record as much as possible. Um, But I want you to remember that we don't want you being spoiled. So if you haven't gotten to this point yet in the book, chapter 13 and 14, please go back and read up. Make sure that you're not skipping anything. Um, I would really appreciate it if you did, because I just really, really, really want you to enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q. And, you know, he's about to crack us all over the head with his shard blade of hot takes. It's Jack. What's up, man? Hey, hey, hey. Who knew that the greatest maneuvers in shard blade fighting was just hit him in the fucking head? (laughs) Who knew you could spend all afternoon talking to your sword? Right. Isn't that cool? That's really cool. I like that. I think that's really awesome. Oh. We're going to get there, okay. but, uh, it's, it's, uh, it was an unusual development into Adelin. So I quite enjoyed Me it too. myself. He's so got that very, weird, very... like list of superstitions. And I love the fact that mm-hmm. Renarin's there and Renarin puts his helmet on. Yeah. We'll get to it later, but I just love all we'll, of it. It's we'll really, to it. really that's, cool. That's the next chapter. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that's what you're going to say is like, oh, here's Jack. And he's the guy that talks to his, <laughs> I should have, I should have, <laughs> to his sword. I should have, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. It, it's well, a good part one. two, we are into part two we today. Win- it's Groundhog Wind's Day. Approach is the name of part two. Um, yeah, so I, I like this because it, it, it really applies to that old adage, the winds of change. Right, because they are approaching those winds, winds of change. The winds of change, they are. And the winds, they are approaching. Oh, nice, nice. I, I really like that um, that it fell this way for us that we had a Shalon chapter and an Adeline chapter right afterwards. Because they're, you know, they're supposed to be, yes. they're promised to each other to right? be married, right? They're and so, promised. Yeah, so we got these like, kind of like the back trope. and forth between the two here. And um, it's really cool. I, I just, I really like the placement. I think that's, you know, probably expertly done by Mr. Sanderson. 
Well, he does know what he's doing. He, I think so. The days, so chapter 13 we're on today, this mm-hmm. is a big deal. The day's masterpiece. Yeah. War form. So, we, so what we get here is a song. Right. Well, remember, just, so this we is just literally left um, Eshenai and Venli. And Eshenai. Venli's like, listen, if you're going to do it, if you're going to take storm form, I'm going to have to teach you how to present yourself in the, the, the high storm and what to say and what to look for. And this mm-hmm. is literally the guidelines for, for war form in their, um, in their songs, which is really awesome. We're going to be able mm-hmm. to read these throughout this next part. I know. <laughs> so it says war form is worn for battle and reign claimed by the gods given to kill unknown unseen, but vital to gain. It comes to those with the will, mm-hmm. which I thought that was kind of cool. Very cool. Yeah. Not, not capitalized will. No. Yeah. It's, um, uh, you know, when do they say that they go out into the, um, the high storm and they need to like kind of have a certain mindset going in and they're mm-hmm. saying for war form, it comes to those with the will. So you need to have the will when you go into the high storm to claim it, which is really neat. Um, mm-hmm. I also like rain. Because they're in the mm-hmm. high storm, rain, right. rain, this mm-hmm. duality thing. I like, I like for a lot. battle and rain. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's cool. I didn't, I didn't get that one, but that's great. Yeah, I really like that too. Yeah. So this is the fifteenth stanza. So it's really neat. If we just like skip ahead, just listener really song, quickly and it says here. listener song. So that's cool. Yeah, very much so. So and then the, the sorry, the um, if we skip ahead to the next chapter, the next chapter is the okay, fifth yeah. stanza. So we've actually gone backwards yes. in the song. So, right. Yeah. So it's really cool. It is neat. Now, do you think that it says, it says from the listener song of listing, do you think that this little quote at the beginning has been recorded by a listener or someone other? Hmm. That's a good question. I, I feel like potentially this is written down because Venley and her once mate wrote them down on parchment. Remember they told us that yes, normally you that, pass the songs along through so, like through actually singing, but for right. the research, they've actually had to write them down so they can actually right. use the material to actually better research. So I think that's what this is. So that's what I was thinking too, but mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. But Well, it's it's a, it's a good comment because like, you know, we've been fooled Although before why would about they say, where... But why would they say from the listener's song? Right. You see, that's... That's maybe the the other part yeah, of the clue there. You're right, is that you're right. like you know why would you say you know if you're an Alethi from the Alethi song, you know right. if if you're writing about just yourself, from our song of listening is that the way they would say if it was from the the listeners, or, maybe. or you would just say from you would just say from this song from the song of listening. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that might. That's a good point. That's a good point. It could mm-hmm. because the listener is in there. Though mm-hmm. here's the other side of it. We know what? that non-listeners are called parshendi by the other side. So if this was from the Parshendi song of listing, that would make a lot of sense because it would. We know who calls them Parshendi. Only the listeners know yes. to call themselves listeners, right? So right, right. Hmm. You know what I? You know what I know? Hmm. The two guys that do the storm pod are the only two guys that could take an entire uh, episode to do one stanza <laughs> of the beginning of of a storm of a of a. <laughs> Stormlight Archive chapter. That's what I know. Only on this show, ladies and gentlemen, are can you, you get an entire pod. Are you oh ready gosh, for a guys... deep dive into the chapter titles? 
<laughs> yeah, four lines turns into two hours. Let's talk about what really is the day's masterpiece. <laughs> okay, so let's let's jump into this chapter. Right at the start, I've got a lot of little things that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, so we got Shalon. She's in a wagon. The wagon is rattling around. She's sitting next to uh, a character named Bluth. And I like the way he's described. He has a, a, has a slab-faced mercenary. Really like that, that <laughs> Tavlakiv has employed. Oh, no, he, um, it's not Bluth's that's uh, the slab-faced. Bluth oh, is I an thought... employee of one, he's one of the slab-faced mercenaries that talk, Tavlakiv, uh, oh, wait, no, right. you're right. But he's described yeah, as right, being right. slab-faced, right. so I just, I just love that description yeah, so much. That is really funny. And then, and then it says here at the end of this first, uh, first paragraph that he thought that he's glancing at Shalon when when he thought she wasn't looking and he would inspect her, uh, with eyes like beads of dark glass. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really like that. Yeah. These kinda dark creepy. beads. Cause we've, we've been there before. Beads of glass. Well, I mean, it's, it yeah. kind of reminds me of shades. Mark, for sure. Reminds. For sure. It does. You know, we know Bluth from, he was a guard when Kaladin was in these, in, in these cages. Right. So we, right. Yeah, we have a little bit of history with this character. I think it's so cool that those two characters have been through this exact same slaver. Yeah, it's cool, right? That's really neat. Like I at didn't the very beginning of the that book. they would do. Yeah. Well, because it kind of seemed that, that Thalens were uh, sort of bringing Shallan to Carbranth and then. Kaladin um, to the Shattered Plains. Kaladin to Zeth the Shattered Plains. to but, Alethkar. Yeah. So I, I really didn't anticipate that there would be another bump in or like another run in, but that's, but it's cool. It is really neat. Next line though, Sean, I think this is for you. Second line or second paragraph. It was chilly. Oh, it's very there's chilly. That chi- there's the chill yeah. again, right? Yeah. We've noticed um, this uh, in the, the first part and it's continuing to part two now. Things are, uh, clearly things are cold in the Frostlands, but overall right. things are chilly in this atmosphere of this book so far too. In a place notorious for its permanent chill, mm-hmm. it says. Shalon is looking out uh, of the wagon. She's looking at her surroundings. She doesn't recognize any of the flora around here. And she says out here in the southern frostlands was completely unfamiliar to her. But she's taking a look at some of these uh, plants growing here. The grass is kind of short and spiky. Yeah. Um, I thought we know, could talk um, a little bit more about it in the info dump. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. When we cover like the well, flora then, but well, it is, for me, that's, that's big stuff. So I mean, that's in, the main in terms of plants, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, like, so etiolation is the fancy word for plants that reach as a result of lack of sun. Mm-hmm. But in this case, they're just kind of growing kind of shorter, like, uh, spiky blades. And I, I don't think this is a sunny place. No. Um, but they're growing quite short, but that's also uh, common for, um, um, for plants, uh, like living in harsh conditions, they, they tend not to grow too, too tall. So, mm-hmm. um, the rock buds are growing smaller here, which I thought was neat. Me too. The vines here were lazy and slow. I thought that was cool. Just, just, I like the fact that he takes the time to describe, well, actually we, we get, we get some, we, we, we get a little bit of Monty Python here. We get some shrubbery that are growing <laughs> prolifically. <laughs> I want a shrubbery. <laughs> The holy shrubbery. <laughs> Shalon uh, re- reaches out and snaps off a branch of this shrubbery and mm-hmm. it's tubular with an open center and she's looking at it, it feels kind of rough like sand, but she's thinking, well, that's, that's too brittle. Like how, how is this surviving? Yeah. See, and Bluth, Bluth, Bluth kind of grunts and she's like, you know, you know what, Bluth? I'm trying to talk to you. It's common to engage one's traveling companion <laughs> in mutually diverting dialogue. And he's like, I do that. 
if I knew what in damnation half those words meant. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, well, then we are even. As you, as you use plenty of words, I don't know. Admittedly, I think most of them are curses. Yeah. So he's just insulting her the whole time back. Yeah. Um, you think I'm as dumb as that stick? And then her internal monologue is, stop insulting my stick. This is the best. <laughs> this is, this so is the best. Funny. Because I love to Sanders, her, Mr. a stick is, is yeah. an, an alive thing. She literally had a conversation with one a couple of chapters right. ago trying to get yeah. it to turn stop to it. fire. So it's just so funny. <laughs> it's so great. Stop it. Stop insulting my stick. Probably yeah. is my favorite alternative title for this for this chapter. <laughs> Silliest alternative title. It, I it think. wouldn't make any. It wouldn't make any sense yeah. as the title, but yeah. I just love it for some reason. Stop insulting my stick. I, that, I think it's a great T-shirt. Yeah, I I, I think that's a perfect T-shirt actually. Uh, I, I stop I insulting love, my stick. <laughs> I kind of love here how Shalon can't help but be scholarly. She's trying to oh, present yeah. herself oh, as this yeah. high it's... lady and stuff, but she can't help you like, oh, did you see those shrubs no. over there? And oh my God, this shouldn't be yeah. able to live here. Like, oh, she's just, yeah. she just and is invested in this all the way through, no matter what situation she's in, whether she's living at home on her estate, she's trying to steal one of the most powerful, something from the most powerful person in the world, or she's literally yep. on the verge potentially of being a slave by these slavers and trying to pose as a high lady. She's still thinking about flora and fauna and just, yeah, it's so cool. I know it's so cool. Um, she's, she's flourishing this, this young one. Yeah. Um, so if I knew what in damnation you meant, you stop insulting my stick. Yeah. She's thinking though, she should have been better at holding her tongue, mm -hmm. considering her upbringing, but get this, says here, but freedom without the fear that her father was looming behind every closed door had severely diminished her self-control. Mm -hmm. Get an, another little, little bit of insight from her perspective mm -hmm. on her father being this looming presence. Yeah. And so, and it's not like in a, like, um, like a tornado mom or like a, you know what I mean? Like this helicopter, helicopter mom, mom. Yeah. tornado. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> fucked up. I don't even, I think, did I just come up with a new saying? Well, that's where they're, they're going to get rid of the sharks and just start putting in moms in the tornadoes <laughs> and just. Mom-nados. <laughs> Mom-nado. Mom-nado. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. Shoot the moms in the head. Um, the wrath of mom-nado. But yeah, it's not like the, uh, she's saying that her dad was like a helicopter dad. She, this is right. like looming really infers this like kind of like um well weird vibe it's weird yeah. i mean like but freedom without the fear that her father was looming behind every closed door closed door yeah like that's yeah creepy. yeah there's there's something like there right there's there, there there's yeah there's definitely something there. i really love this next part when she's like trying to tell him like i don't think you're dumb like i really like this part yeah stupidity is a function of one's surroundings she says to him you're saying I'm dumb because I was raised that way? No, I'm saying that everyone is stupid in some situations. After my ship was lost, I found myself ashore, but unable to make a fire to warm myself. Would you say that I'm stupid? And he, he didn't speak. No, he, he says, shoots her a glance and doesn't speak. Yeah. And he, he and I like that. He's like, perhaps to a dark guys, Might this sounded a like a trap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. like so like, I'm just going to stay quiet. Yeah, yeah. This is like every husband. When the wife asks them a question, you're like, Do you should think I that answer I'm this? Stupid? Yeah. Am I, yeah. am I answering this yeah. or am I just pretending like I didn't hear? <laughs> um, well, Shalon says, well, I am in many areas. I'm, st I'm stupid. Right. Uh, perhaps when it comes to large words, you're stupid. 
That's why we need both scholars and caravan workers, guardsmen, Bluth. Our stupidities complement one another. I kind of like that. Our stupidities complement one another. And then he says, I can see why we need fellows who know how to light fires, but I don't see why we need people to use fancy words. And I really, really like her next reply Yeah, me too. This is awesome. Yeah. She says, shh, don't say that so loudly. If the light eyes here, they might stop wasting their time making up new words and instead start interfering with the business of honest men. Right. right. And he doesn't get it at all. I think that is such a cool response. It is. Because it's, it's so, it's so neat. Like to think, you know, I, I just wish the world were all like me. You know, I, 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 I don't, we don't need any big words. But then if the people making those big words weren't busy doing in that world, then they'd be in your world. Right. They'd be busy messing up with your wagon and, and your... And that, yeah, yeah. With, well, with your, with your, you know... Slaving. Modus operandi. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like, so it, it, I really like her wisdom there. I think that's, I think that's cool. It's really funny. I, I think that she's try, mm-hmm. also trying to make a joke and he's like... Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, not even totally. a glimmer of humor in the eyes beneath the thick <laughs> yeah. brow. To, to me, this she is saying... Say she, something about it? She's saying that... Bluth yeah. here is the ultimate stick in the mud. We, we've talked <laughs> yeah. about the stick in the mud. The and like, stick in the mud. But this guy's hey. literally like doesn't is no fun. He's just a stick in the mud. Yeah, but uh, what did she say? Stop insulting my stick. Yeah, exactly. You're 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 no stick. Yeah. So she, she's still thinking about these plants, right? She's like she's still thinking. How do they survive the high storms? She's like, maybe I should get my sketch pad out. And she's like, no, 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 hold on. Just like let's chill out here. Just got to blank mm-hmm. my mind, let it go. I can't be yep. overcome by this scholarly vibe that I got going on. I've got to chill, you know? Well, Tavlakev calls the midday halt. Yeah, he right? calls so the halt. the wagons like, slow down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And the and there's another wagon that pulls up beside it. And this guy, Tag, is driving it with two parchments sitting in a cage behind. They're weaving hats from reeds. And as she as she describes it, that they will keep working, even though there's a, a halt They'll keep working. Right. And Tavlakiv uh, would sell the hats for a few chips, make a bit on the side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like this part here because they're like, their silent obedience was pernicious. And it kind of gives her the right. creeps. And we know that these are just listeners in slave form, right? Without a right. spren. And she goes on to explain a little bit here that they have to be told to change a job. You know, right. And they have they to won't be stop tra- working. Right. Yeah. They have to be trained for each job and they can't figure anything out on their own. But once they're trained properly in a job, they don't complain yeah. at all. They just do their no, job without like without stopping, which is like wow. very robotic and also very creepy. You know, really creepy. Bezos, Bezos is looking uh, very hard for these. Uh, for Parchman. Yeah. 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 He, Jeez Louise. <laughs> Actually, no, I think he's just building robots, but he's building, um, no, no, let's be honest. He's building penis rockets. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She, she is, she is sort of commenting here. She's yeah. um, like Bluth helps her off the wagon, but when she hits this, this kind of, this is cool. She hits the floor of the ground and uh, her feet are really sore. Pain sprain are wiggling yeah. out of the wall beside her. Uh, little bits of orange sinew as they've been described as before. Tavlakip says brightness. Um, you know, like just taking note, I'm afraid we haven't much to offer you in the way of meals. We are poor for merchants, you see, and cannot afford delicacies. Whatever you have will suffice, she says. And she's trying not to show that she's in pain, but right. she really is. Um, and then she asks the men to get down the trunk. Mm-hmm. And this little exchange is cool. Shalon says, these cages from those clasps at top, it looks like 
The wooden sides can be affixed over the bars. <laughs> yes, brightness, Devlakov said, for high storms, you see. You only have enough slaves to fill one of the three wagons, and the parchment ride in another. This, this one is empty, and will make an excellent traveling wagon for me. Put, put the sides on, please. Brightness, you want to be put in the cage? Why not? Certainly I'm safe in your custody, tradesman, Vlaka. And he's like, uh, r- yes, which I really like. I like yeah. that she's, she's kind of, she's doing the Yasna thing. She's like enforcing the fact that, no, 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 you are this way. I, I'm safe in your hands. Right. Like, te- like basically reinforcing him. Yes. This is what you are to me. Right. Because you I will, really, you will I, treat I like me that. so because I am this way. Right. Right. And I really, it's, it's a little thing here, but. If she didn't talk that way, she she wouldn't be getting all the things that, that she's getting. Right. She's literally asking to be locked up in the cage to use <laughs> it as a carriage. Asks, she asks for the key. She asks for the key. Which is so great. It's so baller, so she, dude. It's it all dude, even, it, it really it even starts is. when she gets down from the wagon because when she when it's time to get off the wagon, she sticks her hand out and waits for Bluth to grab it so he can help her yeah. down. Yeah, he can help her down. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it's little things like that. These little little mannerisms that sure. she's nailing right now. She's playing you the part really well. You and your men really must well. be. Oh, totally. She's she's nailing it. Yeah. You and your men must be well acquainted with rough travel. She says, but I am not. Sitting day in and day out in the sun on a hard bench will not suit me. Mm-hmm. A proper carriage, however, would be a welcome amelioration. I love that amelioration of this wilderness journey. And Tavlakov says, carriage? It's a slave wagon. Mere words, tradesman Tavlakov, if you please. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just perfect. She's just expecting it. And it's perfect. I love it. Yeah. I just, it's, I love this. Really awesome. I love this bit. It's so great. Uh, brightness. And sh- she's motioning. She's holding out her hand for the yeah, key. Right. And she says the key. And he says, Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he gives it to her. She says, thank you. Right. You may send Bluth with my meal. You know what I'm just picturing right now? Her her mannerisms right here remind me a little bit of Mary Poppins. Like a little <laughs> yeah, bit I can like, see that. thank you. Yeah, you know? I can see that. <laughs> just a little. It's, it's almost like she <laughs> um, is acting like a high lady inside a castle. Yeah. And this is yeah, her castle. Yeah, it's probably not Poppins. And these but, are all yeah. her servants. And this... Oh, it might look like a slave wagon, but it is a, a fabulous carriage in which I will take some privacy. Yeah, it's a carriage. You know, a carriage. it's so well done, it. dude. You know, hang on, hang on. Uh, yeah, this, that's kind of a neat. Isn't there maybe more to read into that from carriage to slave wagon? Oh, like uh, pumpkin to, are you thinking well, like a Cinderella that. type thing? Well, not, I wasn't quite thinking. I'm just thinking that one thing can be another. Right. It's a, um, what's the, uh, matter the of illusion of perception? That's the illusion line, right? perception, matter of perspective. Yeah. You know, is my cage really my cage or is it my carriage? Right. Right. Right? Yeah. Is this a, is this a slave caravan or is this my escort? Yes. Is my time going into bridge four really just really what it appears to be or right. is it all like meant to be like my journey, my carriage? Mm-hmm. Is bringing me to bridge four. It's re- it's really you know? cool. It, like, it's really that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, this is like that's a, cool. you know, <laughs> imagine imagine Kaladin having tried this, but mm-hmm. he had the slave brand, so he was already marked as a slave mm-hmm. to begin with. She is just mm-hmm. she's expertly she's like a spy right now. She's expertly mm-hmm. pulling this off. She's playing a character. I like and this she's playing a lot. It well. It's a slave wagon. Yeah, I like this. Maybe maybe the uh, appropriate title. Uh, um, Alternative title for this would, would have been Carriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been. Um, was it the, the Day's Masterpiece? Okay. 
All right, thank you, she says. Um, you may send Bluth with my meal when it's ready, but mm-hmm. I shall require... Oh, yeah, so I want a vegetarian meal, non, a non-low-fat soy latte, whatever. I just, I was just, all the, all the options that she could, I was right, just, in my right. head, I'm just turning through this, like, yeah. you know, dash of cinnamon, you know. Yeah, just a little whip. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You may send Bluth with my meal when it's ready. I shall require a bucket of clean water immediately. Yeah. You have been most accommodating. I will not forget your service. And he's still stammering, uh, uh, um, you know, ellipsis. Thank you. I like how the <laughs> thank you sounded almost like a question. <laughs> He's like, yeah, thank, th- you? thank you? Thank <laughs> you? Like, you realize I'm Tavlakev the slaver? Oh, I guess I'm not. Am I? I guess. Like, it's almost like in his internal mind is like, am I like... Did I just become a butler? S- like, what happened here? Like, like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just love it. This yeah. must be how people reacted with Gazna. I think this is exactly like, it, man. You know? We're getting yeah. a really good idea. We might not have seen yeah. Yasna do this stuff, but Shalon yeah. has, and we're seeing... Remember we talked anyway. about how Yasna has survived through the trunk and through Shalon? This is it. Mm-hmm. We're seeing Yasna mm-hmm. on Shalon. It's awesome. Her, her Yasna is showing. Okay. Yeah. So we can, we're like going to get to a, like a little somber part here. So let's let's get to the so she, stuff. So she, yeah. So she, um, she gets in the wagon. It stank of dirt and sweat, and she was nauseated from the smells of the slaves that were in here. And she mm-hmm. says that comments here that she, I'll get Bluth to have just to, to get the the parchment to scrub it out later. Right. But she stops before Yasna's trunk. She kneels down, lifts the lid. Light again spills out of this thing. I really like. I know it's filled with spheres, but this is like a pulp just, fiction I, thing again. Yeah, I love the image. Pattern is waiting there as well, and she says these have to reach the shattered planes. Speaking about the contents of the uh, of the trunk, pattern yeah. vibrates uh, with a confusing sound. It implies curiosity, and she says to him, "Someone needs to continue Yasna's work. Urethiru must be found." And the Alethi must be convinced that the return of the Voidbringers is imminent. Right. And then Pattern says, you continue? Yes. She'd made that decision the moment she'd insisted that Tavlakev head for the Shattered Plains. She says, that night before the sinking, when I saw Yasna with her guards down, with her guard down, I know what I must do. And Pattern is still confused. This is a really, really cool moment because... Mm-hmm. Remember we t- talked about how, um, like, we read the scene where Yasna dies. Mm-hmm. We And then the, the, the chapter before that, we saw her, like, frazzled and crying and sad. And Shalon mm-hmm. goes in the room and stuff. Um, yeah. We get a chance to deal with all that stuff because we record and we, you know, weeks and weeks it's been since we re- read those parts. Sure. But for Shalon, it's been literally only 24 hours. Right. So, you know, she, one, she hasn't dealt with the gravity of having lost Yasna. She's going to deal with that soon there. She's going to have a little bit of a moment here. Um, and then she also hasn't dealt with the fact that upon seeing Yasna so scared over this stuff, mm-hmm. it's no longer, what does she say? It's no longer... I think she says it over here. It's no longer a scholarly pursuit. Um, right. Before I saw Yasna's expression that night, before I talked to her through the, her fatigue and got a sense of just how worried she was, I had fallen into a trap, the trap of a scholar. Despite my initial horror at what Yasna had described about the parchment, I had come to see it all as an intellectual puzzle. Yasna was so outwardly dispassionate that I assumed that she did the same. Right. 
And so when she says, you know, that this, I made that decision, you know, she'd made that decision the moment she insisted on uh, going to the Shattered Plains. She realizes how important this all is because she knows how much it scared Yasna. Mm -hmm. And just that is like, oh, wow, this is a reality check. Mm -hmm. Like, this is serious stuff. Right. You know, we're not just going there for a fun research project. And now that Yasna's gone, it's up to her. She's the only one who knows any about this. Right. You know? She, she says something like, it's so, so super important to get those books to the Shattered Plains. You know, all this information that Yasna collected, it's right. so important for her to get there. Yeah, no, totally. I, I like, um, I like this bit. I, I, I like this remembrance that she has for mm-hmm. Yasna, um, with this trunk. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of neat that, you know, she's got a piece, a piece of her. Right. Uh, with, with her, which is cool. I, I also like the scene or not the scene just, just before that paragraph where she, she dips the cloth in the bucket of water and, and washes her feet. Um, right. I'm probably reading into that just a little bit, but again, in terms of reading it into it as, uh, like Jesus washing his feet, washing the, the feet of those, um, that, that he was teaching or treating or seeing, um, right. in some of the parables and some of the stories, um, it's kind of like washing your own feet is kind of like saying, well, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in, worthy or I'm in control. I need to solve right. this. I need to, um, you know, I, I need to be Yasna. I need to be the teacher. Mm-hmm. I need to be right. the, the, or even my own savior. Like I need to, right. I need to get myself through this. Right. So right. I don't know. That's what I read into it. Just it's, it's, it's great because one of the things I like about it is that we just read in the interludes an interlude with Yim, who was cleaning the feet of an urchin and healing his feet and Mm -hmm. giving him shoes to protect himself so that he could survive out there. And there's a mirroring here where Shalon is now taking care of her own feet. She's taking these rocks out. It says they're not so deeply cut that uh, there's no rot spren, so that's good. She'll be okay. Mm -hmm. But this girl needs a good pair of shoes. That's what she needs right now. She (laughs) she needed Yim to make her some shoes. She needs to go shoe shopping. Yeah. Are we gonna get a little a little pretty woman coming up here? Like a little Maybe a little dum 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 dum. I need some shoes. Well, she also needs some antiseptic uh, antiseptic. I, I like how that came up as well. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of uh, fighting against the rot spren, like that that she right. needs she needs to get some soon. Our danger isn't yeah. just theoretical pattern, it's real and it's terrible. Right. Yes, pattern says. You know something about the danger, don't you? The parchment, mm-hmm. the void bringers? My return, he says, because of this. What? Why haven't you said something? Say and speaking, thinking, all hard, getting better. Remember how it was hard for Syl to remember stuff at the beginning, right? So it's Mm -hmm. the same thing. Pattern's going through the same thing right now. Mm -hmm. You came to me because of the Voidbringers, Shalon says. Yes. Patterns, he says, plural. Right. We. Us, we worry. One was sent me. Cool, why? Right? But why were you sent to me? Because of lies. This I think is so cool. This is awesome. I don't. Is... I don't understand. You, your family. You watched me with my family that long ago. Shalon, remember. And again, those memories. This time, not a garden seat but a sterile white room, her father's lullaby and blood on the floor. And then she can't go through this memory again. 
She right. says, no. She turns away back to cleaning her feet. She says, I know little of humans, or sorry, he, uh, Pattern says, I know little of humans. They break. Their minds break. But you did not break. Only cracked. I love this so I much, know, dude. Dude, isn't that wicked? It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, a thing. It's, a, it's like a, um, a symbolism for this land. Mm-hmm. The shattered yeah. plains. It's, it's cracked. But it's not broken. It's not broken. Yeah. All hope is not lost. I just, yeah. uh, I, dude, I, it's so there's good. There's this moment here. She says, she says, you watched my, you, you watched me with my family that long ago. Yeah. And there's this moment that happens here. This moment is the same as when Kaladin's like, wait a minute, you were with me during the old days in Amram's army that long ago. Yeah. So like yeah. these Spren have been watching these humans, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, are mortals, I guess. Uh, um, yeah. Um, so long ago before they were even aware of them right mm-hmm. so it's really really neat like there's it's giving a depth of of time too like we're we, we, uh, we're understanding that this has been a long game these Spren have been playing they're, they're not in, just showing up they're inextricably linked you know like right. it's it's all part of the I don't I mean I, <laughs> I really don't know where it's going but right. um, I'm looking forward to finding out me too. Um, I know where it's going. It's I'm the lies that save. Yeah, you know, because you're a stinker. I'm I'm pattern lies. <laughs> lies, yeah. It is the lies that save you, pattern says. The mm. lies that drew me. And I like that drew me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there you go. She says, do you have a name? I've called you pattern, but it's more of a description. Name is numbers. Mm-hmm. Many numbers. Hard to say. Pattern. Pattern is fine. As long as you don't start calling me erratic as a contrast. His <laughs> response to this is just... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. And he's like, what does that mean? What does that She's mean? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking, <laughs> considering the lie. The, you, you mean the joke? Yes. <laughs> he don't... doesn't realize there's a yeah. difference between a lie and a joke. And a joke One, they're yeah. both falsehoods, but one's yeah. a joke, right? Yeah. Please don't think too hard. She says... It wasn't a particularly good joke. If you want to ponder a real one, consider that stopping the return of the Voidbringers might depend on me, of all people. And he just says, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> yeah. But so she's next, right, though. That she's is, right. She, yeah. she thinks it's... This is the real joke here, is that stopping everything now depends on me because I have Yasna's material. I have her books. And the joke is when you woke is... Your body was covered and in And the joke is, when he woke his... <laughs> oh, geez. That's really... That's Funny. a deep cut, bro. Yeah, there you go. Little, body little, little was Canadian, covered in coke fizz. Little Canadian band called Sloan for the listeners. Oh, that's such you. a good song. Um, okay, so next you sorting through the contents of the trunk. Um, this was the uh, only one of Yasna's trunks, but as she recalled, this was the one that the uh, assassins had taken. Right. So it's interesting that it survived the journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. The, the trunk has had a journey too. And yeah, continues it to have one. Yeah, because contained... they grabbed it from her room, right? They brought yeah. it up on deck. Mm-hmm. And then when she sank the boat, it survived somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's fortuitous, I think, right? I don't think that we right. need to read into it anymore. No, but no. it's, <laughs> thank God it survived. <laughs> It contained Yasna's notes, books, and and uh, was filled with them, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so she noticed something at the bottom of the trunk, a loose piece of paper. It was a picture of Yasna drawn 
by Shallan herself, and mm -hmm. she'd assumed that Yasna had thrown it away, but she'd kept it. She'd kept it here with her most precious things. Yeah. Pattern says, mm, you cannot keep all lies, only the most important. Shallan reached up and found tears in her eyes for Yasna. She'd been avoiding the grief, had stuffed it into a little box and set it away. So she's finally like dealing with it, right? Yeah, like, I know. And she dealt with it a little bit on the beach uh, when she found the trunk. But now like seeing that Shalon, and she says it here, like, you know, Yasna didn't care for um, the visual arts. No. You know? She didn't have a fondness for it, but she kept no, this one because Shalon made it. And it, dude, it tugs at the heartstrings, right? Oh, like yeah. she cared no, no. about this. She cared about her, right? Absolutely. Even despite, yeah. despite the thief. Even despite all of it, right? Yeah. Even, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. My sketch, my sketch pads, she whispers, they're all gone. Yeah. Yes. It says that this, says. this grief, and this is how, how it happens a little bit sometimes, right? When you start to cry a little bit then other things start bubbling up. And this is mm -hmm. what's happening. She's dealing with Yasna, and then she realizes a grief that seemed frivolous in comparison to Yasna's death, but one that threatened to tow Shalon down as much or even more. And let's, when you say the right. sketch pad, yeah, the all sketch of her pads. stuff. Her, exactly. All of her, all of her sketches are gone. And she right. realizes this and she's like, you know, becoming the wretch, like going, going down that, downward spiral pattern mm -hmm. says yes all gone agreeing with her every drawing i've ever kept my brothers my father my mother all sunk into the depths along with her sketches of creatures and her musings on their connections biology and nature gone every bit of it gone the world didn't depend on shallan's silly pictures of sky eels she felt as if everything was broken away you will draw more pattern whispers I don't want to. Shalon blinked free, um, to free more tears. I will not stop vibrating. The wind will not stop blowing. You will not stop drawing. Mm -hmm. Shalon uh, brushed her fingers along uh, across the picture of Yasna. The woman's eyes were alight, almost alive again. The broken soul caster with, was with my things. It's now on the bottom of the ocean. It's lost. I won't be able to repair it and send it to my brothers. Pattern buzzed in what sounded like a morose tone to her. Who are they? Shalon asked. The ones who did this. Who killed her and took my art from me. Why would they do such horrible things? I do not know. But you are certain about Yasna, or sorry, but you are certain that Yasna was right, Shalon says. The Voidbringers are going to return? Yes. Spren. Spren of him. Him in italics. In italics, they come. These people, Shalon says, they killed Yasna. They were probably of the same group as Capsule and as my father. So we get to know that too. That's curious. Right. Why would they kill the person closest to understanding how and why the Voidbringers are coming back? Mm -hmm. He falters. I shouldn't have asked, Shalon said. I already know the answer, and it is a very human one. These people seek to control the knowledge so that they can profit from it. Profit from the apocalypse itself. We're going to see that doesn't happen. She lowers the sketch of Yasna, setting it between the pages of a book to keep it safe. 
But again, so a couple of things here. She's arriving at a conclusion, but it may not be the right one, right? About what? Well, about the about, about the why they killed her. Right. Right. Yeah, it's true. Because because it's a, he, it's a good theory because he's sure. not able to respond. He says, right. you know, like they're these people. You know, they killed Yasna. They're probably of the same group as my dad, and mm-hmm. and Capsule. Why would they kill? I shouldn't even have. I, sh- I shouldn't have even have asked you, Pattern. I already know the answer. Right. To control it the seems knowledge, very for logical though. Like, yeah, oh yeah, you know, trying it, to profit off the yeah. I'm just and curious. I, that line, "Profit from the apocalypse," is mm-hmm. a really cool line. I really mm-hmm. like that. Profit from the apocalypse. Um, yeah. I would be remote to point out. Uh, yes, spren, spren of him. Him. They yes. come. Yeah. So yeah, there's a little. You know, we've kind of talked about the powers that are at play here. Um, I don't want to say too, too much. Do you think, is it the spread of the almighty? Cause the almighty is gone. Well, like does the almighty, <laughs> that, that's, that's something I don't, would the almighty have spread? Well, um, associated I, that's, with that's it. a really good question. Um, the, I can't really answer that. No, um, obviously. But we do know that there are a few big powers at play here mm-hmm. and, um, she says the void bringers are, are, are going to return. And he said, yes, the void bringers are returning spren. Right. Spren of him. Of him. Yeah. So, so spren of him, they come is the indication to pattern that the void bringers are coming back. So right. not sure exactly how that correlates yet, but we yep. will find out. Um, Such a good chapter. That's the end of the it's chapter. It's a really good chapter. It's a, sm- a small one. It's a really short one. It's a short but one. It's a really but good one. We turned it into a big discussion. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we, we found a way. We found um, a what's way. What's your highlight here? Uh, my highlight? Oh, gosh. I didn't even think about it. Well, I'm not sure. I really, I really like that Yasna kept the picture. Right. So I really, I really think that's. Um, that's really, really good. And I also really like the way that she deals with uh, Tavlakiv and Bluth. Mm-hmm. You know, just like maintaining her command, you know, what, taking care of her own feet, I think is indicative that, that she's got to solve this and has to move forward. Um, you know, I, but again, I, I think, I think keeping, keeping the, um, keeping the picture, you know, it, it's, as much as Shalon is keeping Yasna alive, um, I think that Yasna was doing the same, even by keeping that picture of yeah. Shalon, right? Yeah, it's um, it's so. it ended up being a great thing to to yeah. keep it for for Shalon's like mental health and and like being able to get through all this for sure. Sure. What about your um, highlight? My my highlight is um, I was gonna say the um, Shalon really falling into this role of this high lady but since yeah. you mentioned it mm-hmm. i'll mm-hmm. also mention that i really loved um pattern trying to get shalon to remember yeah and he's like picked this moment to try yeah. to like prod her a little bit and yeah. i imagine yeah. this like really foreboding music in the background when it's happening like the swell of dark music coming up you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i just it's really cool like cinematic yeah, it's, I just, I really like that moment. It's such mm-hmm. a, it's such a little moment, but it's really cool. Well, these revelations about her father, like, you know, aligned with Capsule, aligned with being, Capsule was an acolyte, was he not? Oh, not Ardent. He worked for the Ghostbloods. Right. We know that. Right. And we know that um, 
that the um, that her father's right hand man also worked for the Glossbloods, and he was right. he and his people were the ones who provided her father with the soul caster to get rich to become right. a high prince to become a high prince. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's oh, layers yeah. upon layers. Okay. Iron Stance, Chapter Fourteen. We get my boy Adeline. I, oh, dude, Iron Stance. Can you believe it? It's great. Like, okay, in in some of the previous battles that we've covered, mm-hmm. we kind of glossed over the text in right. terms of the description. Right. I don't know if I want to do that here. That's totally cool, then. I'd like to cover just a pinch of it, if yes, if of we course. may. Yeah, of we course. do get some really nice. Uh, I, I'm. You're, you're, are you still um, doing the hardcover? Yeah, we so have the in, um, in this, this guy here. Yeah, oh, I love the yeah, art. Yeah, this piece of art that oh, is like... Oh, hang on, hang on. Can you hold up yours uh, yours again? Mm-hmm. Sorry, folks. We're mm-hmm. As we record this, I'm able to see Sean. No, it's the same art. Okay. I, I thought maybe it looked, looked like you had a few other pictures but mm-hmm. uh, in the hardcover, but no, the, the paperback has it as well. Yeah, this is like a mural that was drawn from, I think, the pillars that Adeline walks by within the fighting ring. It's like right. a plastered on the actual wall, but this is like a copy of it. And at the bottom, it says an excerpt from a longer scroll. The bottom half was eaten by an axe sound as I fled the place where I stole this. So <laughs> whoever stole this, I don't know, but yeah. um, it's really neat. It shows some of the forms, I believe. And now are those, are those symbols, are those glyphs there or patterns? Those are glyphs. Yeah. Those yeah. are glyphs. Those are glyphs. Yeah. Okay. Well, and as we find out, Adeline should know of you. Yeah. Um, so this is funny. I, I, love, I love the title of the of the chapter. Iron mm-hmm. Stance is yeah. great. The little beginning here, the listener song, fifth stanza, as you pointed out earlier, it's it's uh, same same song, but, but the previous stanza. Yeah. Yeah. Mate form meek for love to share. Given to life, it brings us joy. To find this form, one must care. To care. Which I thought that was right to care. Yeah. True empathy, one must employ. And then the, and then the first line, so, so I, so, so I read that and I enjoyed the, the one must care part of it in terms mm-hmm. of mate form, in terms of, you know, being intimate and close. Um, and then <laughs> the first line, so I had my mind sort of in mate form, one must care, empathy. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. Mate form, alcove. Okay. And then I went to Adeline. The first line is it's been a while. And <laughs> I just, I just laughed out loud because I'm just like, oh my God, that's so funny. I'm just imagining mate form. Yeah. I'm thinking about the song. It's like, I don't know. It's like some kind of a, like a love song or yeah. something like people making out or whatever. Yeah. And then we get to Adeline. He's like, it's been a while. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost to imply that Adeline hasn't had sex in a while. <laughs> just, yeah. Well, that's what I, yeah. I don't know if that's what Brandon. Uh, it's Mr. a little Sanderson wink, I think, meant, for sure. It's pretty funny. It's a little wink. It could be. I, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. It's been a while. Adeline says, kneeling and holding onto his shard blade. He was alone. And I love this. He was alone, but really, was he? No. No. He's not alone. He likes to talk to his sword. Yeah. He likes to talk to the blade. I remember when I, when I won you, he says, whispering to the shard blade. Nobody took me seriously then either. The fop um, with the nice clothing, Tinilar thought to duel uh, me just to embarrass my father. Instead, I got his blade. If he'd lost, he would have had to give Tinilar his plate, mm-hmm. which he'd inherited from his mother's side of the family. Isn't that cool that we get to know that where where he got the plate from? Right, it's awesome. Yeah, his That's awesome. It's, he inherited from the mom, but won it from right. this guy Tin, Tinalar. Right, 
Yeah, that's that's totally cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Adelin had never named his shard blade. I love this so much, and I love this reason. Oh, this is Adelin. Oh, this is a, another great part of his character. This weapon had been had belonged to one of the knights radiant long ago. That man had named the weapon undoubtedly, and to call it something else seemed presumptuous. Adelin had felt that way even before he'd started thinking of the radiance in a good light as his father did. This blade would continue after Adeline died. He didn't own it. He was borrowing it for a time. Isn't that Dude, awesome? I, I absolutely loved that. I yeah. thought it was so cool. Well, I mean, it took me, I, mean, I think, I think I was just sort of, I was chuckling at the, uh, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. Like, you know, so I was <laughs> chuckling at that and then it kind of went into this conversation with his sword and I'm thinking, well, that's unusual. I, I just, I, I always find that there's interesting little things being revealed about Adeline. Right. You know, like it, it's kind of, he seems like, you know, um, just a few dimensions to yeah, him, you know? You know, he, and then, he starts off being like this kind of like, you know, uh, prototypical good looking prince. You know what I mean? And yeah, then, oh yeah, and then you the find way. out that he's got kind of a heart and he, well, he likes fashion. That's weird. And he also yeah, he has likes... a terribly loyal side to his brother who, like who needs him yeah. and that endears you to him. And then now he yeah. sits around talking to his sword. Like it's kind of yeah. quirky, but it's really awesome. It's, it's cool. I love it's this thing cool. where he's I like, like you know, the sword already has a name. It would be stupid of me to na- name oh, it something dude. else. I just don't know what I its know, name right? is. I don't know what its name is. Right. If I could find out what you were called. Right. Like if the name was on name, the blade I, I, or something like. Yeah. 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 I know. Oh, it's, it's Frank. It's, oh, the, the person named the, the blade Frank. You know what? I think, I think he has, I think right there that shows a sense of honor. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of knowing and respecting who the wielder was before. Right. And knowing that this blade had a name. For sure. It shows an honor, like rather than just saying, okay. Okay, George. Right. Um, Do you want to take you know, a stab yeah. at uh, <laughs> w- what the name of the sword is? Well, un- you know, unfortunately for me as a first-time reader with four books being out, the third book is called... I'm not even uh, saying, I'm not even saying we know the name of the, the sword. I'm just, you know, might as well third, throw out a name and, you know. Well, well, the third book is Oathbringer, right? Now, but, have, but it, Oathbringer is... Um, Dalinar's old Dalinar's... blade that Sadius has now. Right. Right. Because he gave it up for Kaladin. Right. Exactly. In the, in the right. Rain, yeah. Okay. So. so then it can't, so it's not that sword. Okay. So Oath. I so, think that's all we have for Oath. Yeah, you know, Oath like, uh, I think only... uh, Alucard's is Sunmaker or it's something like that. It's, um. Who's? Um, Elokar, the King Elokar's, he's got oh, another name. He's king. got a name that yeah, sounds yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like that too. Like, uh, yeah, Warbringer, you know, Sun I don't Bringer, re- or Sun I don't something. remember the name of it. I don't remember it, it either, but, um, it's just cool name. that, that, um, that Adeline didn't bother giving it this ostentatious name. No, you know? he didn't, did he? No. Yeah, it's really neat. It's really cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So, uh, where are we? Uh, so the blade would continue. Um, it bore some resemblance to the enormous two-handed broadswords that he had seen the Horn Eaters wield. I really like that. Yeah. You know, imagining these Claymore sort of swords and with the Horn Eaters. I, I remember when we did that, uh, I don't know if it was Ugly Mugs, we had a question about, you know, where would you like to travel to? <laughs> yeah, the Horn Eater Peaks. I still think about that question. That was yeah, great. Yeah, it was a good question. Um, a real duel, Adeline says, for real stakes, finally. No more tiptoeing around. No more limiting myself, he says. But Adeline imagined that it listened to him in terms of this blade. It wasn't, it wasn't just inanimate, you know? 
Yeah. You couldn't use a weapon like this, a weapon that seemed like an extension of the soul itself and not feel at times that it, that it was alive. I really like that. Yeah, it's awesome. I speak so confidently to everyone else, Adeline says, since I know that they rely on me, but if I lose today, that's it. No more duels and a severe knot in father's grand plan. Isn't this really it's cool? My... He's literally saying like, I talk to everyone with such confidence, but he's saying yeah. that he doesn't do that with the sword. When he talks to the sword before a duel like this, he's actually being more himself. You know what I mean? Right. It's this like private little moment that he has where he can let go well, all it's... of that pressure, all of that you other stuff. You know what stuff. it is? You know what it is? Yeah. Because he knows he can't do it alone. I need you too. Right. It's like a partnership so or something. Feels... Yeah. Right. He yeah. feels weak. He feels incomplete. I love it. And he knows he's incomplete. Yeah. But when he's with that sword in hand, mm-hmm. he's like, okay, you know, we can do this. Right. I might not be able know. to, but we can. Right. Yeah. I love like, it too, I, man. I, it's so I good. need you. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so really cool. cool. Um, he says, I love this. This might be our last fight together. Right. I appreciate what you've done for me. I know you'd do it for anyone who held you, but I still appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I want you to know, I believe in Father. I believe he's right, that the things he sees are real, and that the world needs a united Alethkar. Fights like this one are my way to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I like this. He, fe- he, feels, he feels useful right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's like, yeah. I can do something. I can actually go out there and win shards from people and disarm the other armies and do glorious, something. Glorious, glorious purpose. purpose. Yeah, that's great, dude. Oh, dude that's, oh, that's so good. Um, Adeline and his father weren't politicians. They were soldiers. Dalinar by choice and Adeline more by circumstance. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be able to just talk their way into a, uni- a unified kingdom. They'd have to fight their way into one. Right. This is like. What... I like that. I like that. Adeline is realized. It's like Sadius's betrayal for Adeline. Mm-hmm. This wake is up it. call. It's it's game over for him. Yeah. Um. So I, I like this description that on on the way. So he stands up. Um. He dismisses his blade to mist, mm-hmm. and then he's he's making his way uh, down this uh, this stone hallway where there's etched reliefs of all the the 10 basic stances of swordmanship. Which is what we just saw at the beginning of the chapter here. Yeah. And then it says here, you know, wind stance, stone stance, flame stance. There was a, rel- a relief with depicted stances for each of the 10 essences mm-hmm. as he's walking. So I, I just love the imagery here. He's walking toward this duel. Yeah. The bright sunlight of the dueling grounds glared around the edges of the final pair of doors between him and his opponent. So I want to just make a little comment on this. You know, he's looking at, he's looking at a doorway and through the cracks, there's, there's light coming through it Mm -hmm. and he has to go through, right? Right. So it kind of speaks to that advice from uh, Eshenai's mother about, you know, needing, about the plants needing to grow towards the light, step toward the light. Mm -hmm. So he needs to, he needs, he needs to do this. Right. Um, the dueling arena at the war camps was was transforming into one as proper as those back in Alethkar. So this next paragraph, Sean, this is cool. He's 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 looking at this preparation room that for that's for meditation. Right. Then the staging room where you put your armor on. Mm-hmm. Again, this this is a, a, another paragraph devoted to uh, you know getting across the idea that this war camp mm-hmm. is becoming a permanent. Right. Like it's becoming garrison, a city, yeah. city. Mm-hmm. like it is, you know, it's just another paragraph that sort of builds on that idea, which I, I just love. 
Um, Stormfather, he says, my hands are sweating. I haven't felt this nervous when riding into battle when my life was actually in danger. Yeah, because they're not, you know, we, we find out later the rules to the duel gonna... are three right. pieces of uh, of broken armor. Broken so there's armor, no yeah. chance that they're going to get killed no. here, right? But no. he's so nervous. It's so he's great. Nervous. It's very well, endearing. Because there's a lot... Everything is on is on the line for this. It like, goes it goes back to what we just talked about. How like when he was talking to the blade, he was kind of letting go all of that confident exterior. And we're reading right. about it here. You know, he's not this cocky, rash person. Yeah, he's very right. nervous. It's really cool. But it's funny. He's nervous. He's nervous in this circumstance, but he's not nervous when his life's on the line when he's on the battlefield. Right, because he feels like he said earlier this. What he's doing actually matters right now. These duels actually matter. And also he said, it's been a while, right? Mm. It's been a long while since he'd had a proper duel. And, a proper duel. And this yeah. is where, his where calling. This is supposed to be his calling in life is right. to do this, right? So, Right. Yeah, it's cool. I, I like the stage fright. It's great. Mm-hmm. His uh, So Aunt Navani, um, she shows up. My oh, girl. Wow. Aunt Navani shows up. Just finished a glyph ward and uh, it was painted in bright red on a white cloth. And Adeline looks at it and he goes, uh, victory? And she's like, what? Or sorry, no, she, she raises an eyebrow at him and he's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It says safety and glory. It wouldn't kill you to learn a few glyphs, Adeline. Yeah. And and he, she shrugs and he says, never seen that important. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, hopefully you will eventually have a wife to do this for you. Both the reading of glyphs and the making of them. Now, the next paragraph here, so Adeline bows his head. It was a, uh, it was the proper thing to do while the prayer was being burned. And it says here, Pelaya knew this wasn't the time to offend the Almighty. Can you help me out with that? Hmm. Um, or is that, a, or is that a dunny? No, hold on. Uh, shit, we haven't had a so, dunny in a while, eh? Um, no. Yeah, so th- this th- th- this part here, she says, well, uh, mm-hmm. he never seemed important. Yes, well, hopefully you'll eventually have a wife to do this both for you, uh, both right. the reading and glyphs and making of them. So she's kind of yes, like referring yeah. to so like Shalon here, like maybe, you know, maybe yep. you'll get married. And then he <laughs> says, uh, Palaya knew this was the, the time to, uh, this wasn't the time to offend the Almighty. Right. So Palaya knew, he could have said Kalek knew or Yezrian knew. Right. Okay. So, this is but a I don't different think we've herald. had this. Have we had this name before? We've talked about how certain so. people have certain heralds yeah, that they like to yeah, invoke yeah. in their life. Yeah. Palaya. So we're just getting be, a little, yeah, a little Palaya insight seems here. To be one, yeah. Okay. That that should have been in the info dump. In, in that was a little miniature info <laughs> dump. Info dump. Early info dump. Okay. We're gonna dump throughout the episode. Random no. dumps. No. <laughs> no. Please. <laughs> Okay, so uh, and what are the news of the ship? So this is this is I know I know we had the um, Navani uh, excerpt from excerpta. her, um, yeah, and her excerpt. This is like an ongoing says, inside joke. The excerpta. Sure. Yeah. The consonants you have to stop on each one. <laughs> um, yeah, her, the, we had the Navani, uh, you know, ex- excerpts from the journal. Right. Um, you know, lamenting about you know had I known and and we would have maybe done things differently. Right. And I've, you know, I've lost. Uh, it seemed to indicate that she knew that she had already lost Yasna. Yeah, so that here, was obviously written after all this because they're right, still so she's still here hopeful they, here. Here they don't know, mm-hmm. and because well, even Adeline saying, and, and what what news of the ship? They were expecting word from Yasna mm-hmm. when she reached the shallow crypts, but none had been forthcoming. Yeah, they said the wind's pleasure had not arrived; that it was 
a week overdue. But like Navani like waves like a dismissive hand here and she's like, yeah. Yasna was on that ship, meaning like yeah. it'll be okay, Yasna was there. Like nothing yeah. bad can happen because Yasna's there. Nothing bad could happen. Yeah. And even Adeline says, I know, Ant. He says, I know. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad could happen. But then he's thinking, but what had happened? Yeah. Had the ship been caught in a high storm? What if this woman, Adeline, might be marrying if Yasna had her way? If, if, if Yasna had her way. So look right. at that. Yeah. The urgings of Yasna mm-hmm. to yeah. Adeline. Like, this is a good match. She's going to strong arm him to marry. Yeah. Right. If the ship is delayed, it's because Yasna is up to something, Navani says. Watch. We'll, we'll get a communication from her in a few weeks, demanding some task or piece of information. I'll have to pry from her why she vanished. Bata, send that girl uh, some sense to go with her intelligence. Yeah. So again, another name, Bata. Right. Right. I so, don't think she was speaking to a servant. She's, I think she's speaking yeah, to another. That's you know. just like she was using the same thing. Collect, send her some. Yeah. But I, I yeah. like this moment here because it's it, it, it's in, kind of implying that this kind of thing has happened before. Where mm-hmm. Yasna was supposed to be oh. somewhere at a certain time and she's late because right. she's Yasna and she it probably found something out. else she wanted to investigate. Yeah. And yeah, so like we'll probably find out from her in a couple of weeks or so that she just got distracted and she now she needs something from us and she's going to just be bossing us all around again. Like, you know, this is a right. very hopeful outlook on everything. So he's thinking about Shalon a little bit uh, yeah. in the next paragraph. His betrothed and he's, he's thinking... Of course, this betrothal probably likely won't work out, but a piece of him wished that it would. And then we get Danlin. This, this I love. The next <laughs> yeah, we video. find out about Danlin. <laughs> Danlin had, had cursed at him yeah. when he'd broken it off with her in terms of his relationship. And then Danlin was still, but Danlin was still one of his father's scribes. So Dalinar's scribes is, is one of them is Danlin. So he does still see her. Mm-hmm. And he says, he still sees her, but more glares. So she, I just love that image that he's like, 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 I don't, I don't know if it's like, you know, Wayne from Wayne's world when he sees his ex and he's like kind of wincing, like, hi, Wayne. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hi, I, Wayne. I got you. I, love I got that. you this, I got you a gun rack. What am I going to do <laughs> with, with a gun, gun rack? rack. I Thanks, just love Dan. that movie so much. There yeah. is a really interesting um, part here though, because she's, you know, he says, um, the more glares, but he says, but Stormit, that one was not his fault. The right. things she had said to her friends. Yeah. Dot, did dot, we, dot. Did, now, we don't did know. Did we get that story? I don't think so. So it sounds mm. like she mm. said something about something mm. to her friends that, that Adeline could not stand and was like, this one, this time it wasn't my fault. Well, way to bring it up, Adeline, and then not put it in the chapter. That This is like a romantic Where's Dunny. Where's Dunny, baby? But the thing she said to her friends. Yeah, what did she say to her friends? Yeah. What did she say to her friends? I'm, a, I'm he amazing. He a small pee-pee. My, <laughs> like, my performance is amazing. What's she talking about? Yeah, I talked Which to my sword. The thing she said. Come on. <laughs> I talked to him. Uh, I think he did it phallically. Maybe. No, I don't think so. I think it was a heartwarming <laughs> Maybe moment. Maybe not. No. Okay. All right. No, it's, it's, he's not a Bezo. Okay. No. An armorer uh, set out his boots. So I, li- I like this. The armorers are preparing him. They're getting everything, uh, you know, affixed to him, the greaves and whatnot. Um, I love this. The end of this little paragraph. Oh. In the strange manner of shard plate, the armor constricted on its own, like a sky eel curling around its rat. Yeah. Pulling 
pulling to comfortable tightness around it around his wrist. It's just like I really love that yeah, it's, it's animated. Like, yeah. yeah, living. You know, it's it's. I really, really, really like that. Uh, I love the visual on that. And he turns around um, to get the helm from the armor, and it's Renarin. And Renarin, oh gosh, you're gonna do it, aren't you? You're what? Gonna do the no, I wasn't. What doing yeah. what? You're gonna hit me. Yeah, Renarin says. So you uh, you ate chicken. And then he... Um, Renarin did it in that voice? Yeah, really? well, it sounds like it from, to me here. You ate chicken? And then he's like... <laughs> and then Adeline's like, for okay. breakfast. And then you walked... Uh, you talked to the yeah. sword, had an entire conversation. Mother's chain's in your pocket. Check three times. Check three and times. And I love this. Nav- Navani's like, you, you still you hold st- those foolish superstitions? Superstitions, yeah. And I like how yeah. the brothers both look at her. They like, they're like facing you know each what? other. They're talking to each other, and then they both turn their heads to her and like, what? See again. Okay, I'll pause here yeah. again. I know I got my crazy theories. Yeah. Um, but again, mother's chain in in your pocket, meaning Adeline and Renarin's mother. Mother, right. Which I know I've had some maybe suspicions that it could be Navani or right. some, like you forgot, like, like you chose that, you know, the thing with Dalinar and the old magic and forgetting, and it could be that it's Navani that he forgot is the right. real mother and that they wanted to keep it a mm-hmm. secret from Gavilar, or it's that, you know, he had, that they had a, mo- a real mother that, that did die. Yeah. And, um, this is a significant no longer... moment because we have the boys referring to the mom. Yeah, the boys are referring to the mom, right. So, um, but what I think is of interest here is that I'm not so uh, sure that Navani's like, you still hold those foolish superstitions? Navani could know also that the locket, or the, sorry, this uh, this chain is is the mother's. Mm-hmm. So if Ma- if Navani knows that or might have been jealous of, of uh, Dalinar's wife, then that could be a part of why she's saying like you still hold this foolish, like, you know, I, I'm I'm just bringing it up yeah, because yeah. You know, I see I'm what just, you're saying. You're you're, you're it's, searching. It's, little, and it's okay. You're, you're, this I'm, is what I'm, you're supposed to do, right? So so yeah. yeah. I, I do I do like this though. Like the brothers are having a moment, and then the aunt's like, you know, Adeline's like, they're not superstitions. It's just good luck, just, aunt. Like, I just yeah. really like this. Yeah, I haven't done a formal do in a long time. Adeline says, I don't want anything to go wrong. Navani says, foolishness. Trust in the Almighty and the heralds, not whether or not you had the right meal before you duel. Storms. Next thing you know, you'll be believing in the passions. So we have to <laughs> pause here for a second here with these yeah. this passions thing because we literally yeah. just read a whole entire interlude where um, Avistam and Risen completely buy into the passions. This other type right. of superstition or religious thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a philosophy or something. And Navani is waving it off like, and then you're going to believe in the fucking passions. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, like, the next thing you know, you'll be reading the horoscope. Yeah, exactly. So the <laughs> she thinks that what the, the Thalens believe in is completely po- yeah. like popcock, right? Completely or poppycock, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, poppycock, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's, that's fun. Yeah, that's um, pretty fun. Adeline, Adeline, next thing you know, you'll be watching soap operas. Yeah, exactly. Um, Adeline shared a, uh, shared a look with Renarin. Um, his little traditions probably didn't help him win, but well, frankly, why, why risk it? Mm-hmm. Every duel he had, he had, he had his quirks yeah. and had, they haven't let him down yet. So yeah. he's not about to change things, no, which exactly. I, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Um, our guards aren't happy about this, Renarin says. They keep talking about how it's going to be hard to protect you when someone else is swinging a shard blade at you. I, I like this because it's, you know, it's not reminding us, but we have to keep in mind that their guards are bridge four. Right. Right. Well, and here we continue this thing that I'm not 
really loving, but I don't know where this is going to go. But um, Adeline is saying, like, he slams down his faceplate and he says, I'm so sad to be denying them the chance to babysit. Right. Why do you enjoy tormenting them? And he's like, I don't like minders. <laughs> You've had guards before on the battlefield, Adeline says. Yeah, and then Renard's like, there's more. Don't lie to me, brother. Don't lie to me, brother. Well. I know, right, yeah. yeah. And he's like, I don't like their captain. <laughs> but why? He saved father's life. Adeline says, it, he just bothers me. There's something about him that's off, Renard, that makes me suspicious. I think you don't like that he ordered you around on the right. battlefield. That's what I think. I think Renard is even, totally I right. I barely even remember that, Adeline says. <laughs> I barely even remember I it. I barely He's even remember that. He's literally thinking about it all yeah. the time, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right then. Off with you. And brother? Yes. Try not to lose. Mm-hmm. Adeline pushes open the doors and enters the arena. Um, yeah, this is cool. Um... So in terms of bouts for, for championships, you know, he hadn't, he hadn't dared risk his blade and plate before. So that's, that's the thing. He could lose his plate and his blade in this. Right. The guy that he's like fighting both, he... only has a blade for himself, not plate. Right. So he can only right. offer up the blade as collateral for the, the duel because the right. shard plate he's gotten from one of the many uh, suits of plate that the, right. uh, the king offers out to people for, for duels, right? Right. The air was still chill with winter, though, even though the bright sun is overhead. So the air is chill. And you can feel the, the sound, the crunch in the sand as he walks yeah. into this arena. He checked to see that his father was watching, and he was, as was the king. Mm-hmm. Sadius had not come. And Adeline thinks, focus. His foe today wasn't Sadius, because he feels... It's probably for the best because he might have been distracted if, if Sadius had been there. Mm-hmm. But he says his foe today wasn't Sadius, though someday, someday soon, he'd get that man in the arena. It was the goal of everything he was doing here. Right. He was literally, this was all that we're working for was to. This sounds to me like, you know, Adeline is gunning. Right. And might even to the exclusion of his father's wishes. Well, I think that this, uh, maybe, we don't know know whether or not Dalinar has signed off on uh, on, uh, Adeline trying to goat Sadius Sadius. into a duel, but it definitely sounds like this is Adeline's plan. That's what he wants. Yeah. Yep. For now, he'd have to settle for Salinor, one of Thalandal's shard bearers. The man had only a blade, though he'd been able to borrow a set of the king's plate for the bout. As you, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. Salinar stood on the other side of the arena wearing the unornamented slate gray plate, waiting for the high judge, Bright Lady Isto, to signal the start of the bout. I just love the descriptions yeah. of this whole thing. Adeline had been forced to set both his plate and blade against Salinar's blade, and this was, this was an insult. Yeah. But he still did it anyway. As expected, the arena was overflowing with light eyes. And I love this. Um... Isto shouts, summon blades. Adeline thrust his hand to the side. I just, I, this is so, it's, it's, it's as, it's as epic for me reading this as like the first time I, I saw Star Wars. It's pretty great, eh? It really is. Like I literally get the. Like a know, goosebumps and yeah. I, sure. Yeah. Like this is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the duels are really later, great, dude. The duels are awesome. 
He goes to wind stance, sword tipping up, his opponent flame stance, sword held one-handed. Wind stance, flowing, sweeping, majestic, and flame stance was quick. Oh, I wanted to, sorry, I wanted to read a part here before we get to that. No, um, go ahead. I, they, they both thrust their hands out to get their blade. Yeah. And Adeline gets mm. his first. Right. And it says Just here, because maybe mm. his heart was beating faster than Salinar's, because it's 10 heartbeats. Right. It's not amount of time, it's heartbeats, right? Heartbeats, Perhaps that yeah. meant that his opponent was frightened and underestimated him. I really like that. Yeah, it wasn't frightened, right? It wasn't frightened. Yeah, sorry, it wasn't yeah, frightened. Yeah, it wasn't frightened. And his opponent and, and underestimated and so, him. Right, and he kind of thinks about yeah. that a bit, and he kind of uses that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so so he does win stance, which was familiar. It's It had served him well, as, as he says here. Yeah. But then, but it says here in the text, but it didn't feel right today. Mm-hmm. And then the next line is, I love this. This is like his internal self, like, almost like his conscience reminding him, like, we're at war. Yeah. Like, don't forget this, Adam. Mm-hmm. We're at war. It was, and oh, like, I, I gotta say, I just, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Awesome. <laughs> just, just, awesome. just even it's talking so about happy. this with you. He says, we're at war, Adeline thought, as Sal- as Salinor edged forward, looking to test him. And every light eyes in this army is a raw recruit. That's what his father said it to him, right? Remember his father right. made that speech? Right. And every light eyes in this army is a, is a raw recruit. The next two lines, dude, yeah. it wasn't time for a show. It was time for a beating. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Ah, oh, there it is again. Yeah. I just, oh my God, I just love that so much. I love that he, he's taken this to the mat. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to be polite in this nope. dance nope. that we're supposed to do. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to win and win so hard yeah. against him. He won't know what's coming. <laughs> and I just was like, as I was reading this, I'm like, oh my God, oh my when God. When you like, said what earlier, you're do? like, you know, I know that sometimes when we do the battle stuff, we kind of like gloss over it because the battle stuff is really kind of hard to talk about. You're like, And yeah, I'd really like yeah. to talk about this battle. I said, sure, this is a fucking shit. I thought to myself, this is a short fucking battle. <laughs> like, We don't have to dwell on it yeah. long. It's over pretty fucking quick. I know we don't, but but there are a lot of descriptions which yeah, are cool. Yeah. So Adel- Adeline twists... Um, so as Salinar draws close, mm-hmm. so so she's already announced the, the the bout to 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 start summon blades. I just love yeah. that. So then they, they they go into their stances. Salinar is drawing close. Adeline twists and falls into iron stance. Right, he changes his, with stance. his sword, yeah. two handed uh, um, blade, and he slaps away Salinar's first strike, mm-hmm. and then slams his blade down into the man's helm. He hits him in the head once, twice, three times, it says. Yeah. Salinor, try, <laughs> Salinor tries to parry and, Ad, and Adeline's attack, but two of the blows lands, cracking Salinor's helm. Right. Where were the test blows? The art. Where was the dance, it says. Yeah. Adeline growled. I love it. It's like an animal. Yeah. Adeline growled, feeling the old thrill of, of battle Capital T. Him. And he bring yep. Then he brings his blade into a two-handed um, grip and crashes it onto his opponent's breastplate like he was chopping wood. Yeah. And then he raises his foot and kicks the man backward while he's on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> he is not giving him anything. No, he's just attack, like, attack, oh, attack. He's like Wolverine attack, right attack. now, just like unbridled Dude. rage. Oh, by the way, did did you hear that Wolverine was being considered by that Canadian actor in? Uh, 
Letter Kenny? No. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it later. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh. It's kind of exciting. Cool. Um, so he kicks, he kick, <laughs> and then he kicks down again with a booted heel <laughs> into Salinor's helm. He kicks him in the head. Yeah, I know. In his helm, dude. The piece of plate exploded. Get like, okay, this description is, ki- is killing. It's me. great. The piece of plate exploded into molten bits, exposing a dazed and panicked face yeah. of Salinor. Yeah. Like that is unbelievable. Though Salinor tried to grab his foot, Adeline kicked relentlessly until the breastplate too had shattered. Then you can hear Isto stop, stop. Adeline Colon, she shouts, this is a duel, not a wrestling match. Did I break any rules? Silence. Did I break any rules? This is not how a duel, so I win, Adeline says. The woman sputtered. Yeah. This duel was to uh, three broken pieces of plate. You only broke two. Dude. Adeline, Adeline looked down at the dazed Salinor. <laughs> then he reached down, ripped off the man's pauldron, and smashed it between two fists. And then he says back to her, done. Isn't that awesome? Dude. <laughs> he just reaches this down and amazing. rips it off of him? Yeah, yeah. Adeline kneels down beside his opponent, your blade. You've lost. You cheated, Salinor says. How? I don't I don't know how. It just it's not supposed to. He trails off as Adeline carefully placed a gauntleted hand against his neck. Salinor's eyes widened. You wouldn't. Fear spren crawls around him. Yeah, out of the sand. Adeline says, My prize. The thrill was fading from him. Yeah, he says storms. storms. He'd never before yeah. felt like this in a duel. Right. With the thrill? <laughs> well, it's, it, just, it just says the thrill faded from him. Storms, he'd never mm-hmm. f- before felt like this in a duel. Mm-hmm. Salinor's blade appears in his hand. Judgment, the high judge says, goes to Adeline Colon, the victor. Salinor Eved forfeits his shard. And then Adeline goes back to Salinor and says, break the bond. Salinor hesitated and then touched the ruby at the weapon's pommel. The gemstone flashed with light and the bond had been broken between them. Adeline stands up and rips the ruby free and crushes it in his gauntleted hand. Mm -hmm. I love this. Again, you know, this is the same kind of, you know, posturing or whatever that, that even Shallan was doing. You know what I mean? Like, like pretending to be someone else. Well, yeah, pretending to be someone else, but like communicating the right things to sort of get what Adeline wants, right. which is, you know what? You should fear me. Right. Like, but also like he's not, clear he's also not dueling properly. Right. It's also like a, no. um, like well, Navani says it later. Open. Yeah. Navani says it later and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, but your point, your point is really well taken because I think that we saw how nervous he was and how open he was to the blade earlier when he was talking to, uh, to the blade and how different mm-hmm. of a person he is. He's that person we saw getting ready is not this man out on the field right now on this, in this dueling pit. You know what I mean? So both right. Adeline and Shalon are also, a putting forth this facade right now because they have a job to do. One is to survive and get to the Shattered Plains and the other one is to mm. win as many duels as possible. Right. Yeah, it's, it's really great. It's a really good point, Jack. 
this next line i love this so much so he crushes it he crushes the the, the ruby um that wouldn't be needed but it was a nice symbol mm-hmm. he thinks to himself uh, sound finally rose in the crowd in frantic chattering they'd come for a spectacle and had instead been given brutality yeah i love that line yeah well that is how things often went in war good for them to see it he supposed Though he was ducked back into the waiting room, he was uncertain of himself. What he'd done was reckless. Dismissing his blade? Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that earlier. But he, he dismisses his blade as he approaches him. Yeah. Right? Putting, putting himself in a position where the enemy could have gotten at his feet. Right. He literally goes up to the enemy and puts his blade away. That's, right. that's a dumb move, but he had it, it well in hand. Like clearly he had the guy's throat right. in his hand. So yeah. he, it was okay, but it was foolish for sure. Well, well, from those blows, I, I'm not sure if we covered it. From those blows that he delivered, because it was flame stands and one-handed, right. he he lost the blade. Right. His opponent lost his blade right. because he just couldn't handle it. He was kept parrying, but couldn't he couldn't parry. Couldn't handle the iron stance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or he could. Right. He could only parry. He can't parry. It's just the, the the blade. The way he was fighting was one-handed. Right. Yeah. So. Right. Right. Yeah, I love this. Adeline enters the so, staging room, and Renarin is like looking at yeah. him wide-eyed, and he's all like, "That yeah. was incredible! It had to be the uh, shortest shard bout on record. You were amazing, Adeline." Sorry, <laughs> I had to do it. You're saving. I it. was saving it for the end. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might have gone over the I top really of that one there. That his- I really like that that Renarin's voice here, uh, or sorry, his lines. I wouldn't say his voice because right. you, <laughs> so, you and I are on opposite sides. I, side I, I overdid now. it this time. I think for sure. I okay, okay. <laughs> I think you might have. Overdid I do. It. I do like how I like, enthusiastic I like that, he is. That, though. That when I like that when Renarin sees his brother, he says that was incredible. Like yeah. other people might be like, "Oh my god, how brutal, how horrible!" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like what's, and then he's like brother that was amazing yeah that was yeah. so awesome yeah. um i like that moment a lot um it's got to be the shortest b- shard bout on record yeah um and he, and he says thanks and uh he hands him the, the shard the blade, shard blade yeah. and he says a present and he says adeline are you sh- are you sure i mean i'm not exactly the best with the plate i re- i already have might as well have the full set adeline says take it take it he says again Reluctantly, Renarin does take it. And then Navani steps into the room. What you did, she noted, would not have worked on a more skillful opponent. I know, Adeline says. Well, then it was wise, then. You, uh, you mask your true skill. People can assume that this was won by trickery or pit fighting instead of proper dueling. They might continue to underestimate you. I can work with this to get you more duels. Adeline nods, pretending that was why he'd done it. Hmm. Interesting, right? Dude. It's so cool. It's so cool. Like he didn't do it to try to like to be tactical you know, and stuff. He went out there and beat no, the snot out of this deceive. guy. He just yeah yeah. Like what you saw was that was what you, it was what you get right. Yeah, it was nothing. Don't more overthink read it. Into it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. oh yeah, what a great chapter. It is. It's a, highlights. I don't know. I've, highlight. How about Iron Stance? The entire the entire chapter, chapter is a highlight. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just so good my highlight to I be just, honest is it. yet again this relationship between brothers it's this yeah. Adeline and Renarin the preparation the checklist that they go through uh, Renarin being the one that puts, puts his helmet on for him I just I just love this right. I just love this relationship between these two brothers it's really great right 
I think the line, I think the thing that just gives it to me, what is it now? Um, now I want to find it. Um, the brutality thing? It, was it, it wasn't, oh, it, was time it for wasn't a... time for a show. Yeah. It was time for a beating. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's, uh, that's fantastic. That's pretty great. That's a pretty great. I didn't great, get an uh, alternate thing. Iron stance. I mean, it's gotta be iron stance. Yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. There's really that's no, it. there's no that's other, it. no other term. It's, there's it's no great. other title. Yeah. yeah. It's perfectly titled. It is really it's great. It's just great. Um, the info you dump is really is great. great. Yeah. Hey, you see, you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, hey. you know what else is really great? When you can start, Segway. when you can start predicting my segues, I've got to get a new thing, yeah. right? What's that song? Segway, segway, segway. Segway. Um, so Invo Dump, um, we have uh, the flora, uh, the, the fauna, sorry, that, uh, or no, the flora that we promised earlier. Um, patches of grass growing on the leeward side of rocks. Yeah. They were short, spiky blades. Um, you mm-hmm. mentioned before that the rock buds were smaller and were sluggish to open in the frostlands, like they were cold right like, yeah they're, they're smaller yeah. This, no bigger than the size of your fist right. I think exactly yeah the and then there were the shrubs that you talked about the spindly little shrubs growing in cracks yeah. along the hillside um, so on on that though we, we get no answer do we about about Shalon's query about okay uh, how can these shrubs survive a high storm yeah we don't uh, we don't get an answer from anybody and no. she doesn't get a chance to no. investigate more because she cuts herself remember she's like maybe I should draw it and she's like no I gotta stop I've gotta like pretend like I'm right. pretending to be a certain person here yep. I can't get carried yep. away um, right. but it has tiny green leaves the size of raindrops folding and pulled into these stalks so like these leaves, like I can almost imagine them being like these little you know hearts what? or something That's... and then they fold and yeah. they get sucked into the, the stalks. So, so with it have tiny, tiny leaves like that in terms of shrubbery, I would equate it with in our, on our planet, I would equate that with Ketoniaster rock spray hmm. shrubbery. Oh, I'll have to take a look it's at that. Very, we'll very to... similar. Mm-hmm. Um, For all of you, uh, all of you enthusiasts out there in the plant world. You're learning something new. There you go. Um, they, so they grew everywhere. And then she does break a branch and she says the branch was tubular with an open center and it was rough like sand, which is really, really cool. Um, new, new shrubberies, new, new plant life. Um, we haven't really seen these anywhere else. They, maybe they just grow in the frostlands. We're not really sure. Um, mm. one of the other things too, I wanted to talk about was Adeline's shard blade. We don't know the name. Um, the Knights Radiant no. would have named it a long time ago, so he doesn't deign to right. name it. Um, but it is austerely smooth, sinuous like an eel. Um, yeah. It was ridged at the back with growing crystals, um, shaped like a larger version of a standard longsword. And like you said, it resembled the enormous two-handed broadswords used by horn eaters. Yeah. So if you look so cool. at the very beginning of your chapter. Okay. Um, of which, of of, which uh, chapter? Of Iron of, Stance, um, yeah. You will see... Of Iron Stance? Oh, that yes, yes, The little yes, symbol yes, yeah, underneath the, the chapter, that is the blade. You can kind of see it's ridged at the bottom there yeah, where the dark piece, yeah. and those ridges are growing crystals. Growing crystals. Which is That's really so freaking cool. cool. Eh? It's like serrated with these crystals at the back. Now that's the back, so that's not the actual uh, edge of the blade. No, is it? No, but there it's seems the to be some the, like it might so be two cool. bladed, yeah, like yeah. it might be um, sharp on the other side too. Mm-hmm. We just don't know, but yeah, um, but yeah. So well, it's 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 more like a it's more like a, um, a Swiss Army knife. It's got different mm-hmm. you know com- different components. Right. Different has a serrated edge. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I wanted yeah. to talk about too in the the info dump is that 
even though we know that this tapestry that we saw at the beginning of the chapter is supposed to be on the walls, I believe that it's not exactly this tapestry. It's not these exact etchings. Because if you look at the um, person on the left during the pictures, their sword looks very much like the sword depicted in the um, the Adeline thing. He's using a two-handed right sword. And the person right. he's facing that- is using a one-handed maneuver. So it's almost like it's mirroring this fight coming. You know what I mean? The the yes. um, the etches that etchings that we that Adeline sees and touches in the fighting ring are similar to these, but these fighters in this I think are supposed to represent the fighters that we are about to see. Correct. Does that make sense? I yeah. The 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 way I almost look at this now uh, is that um, these are depictions made after the fact. Right. Right. But right. this is this so, is very yeah. much in the style of what we saw in the arena kind of thing. Like this is how it was would have been laid out with these glyphs and these these stances and stuff, right? So, yeah, it's really cool. Well, these reliefs, I mean, the the relief work is um, more like sculpture on a wall. Like it's a it's a three dimensional right. sort of depi- mm-hmm. depiction, um, which I thought was so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It just it just just all that imagery of that of the sculpture, like in the glyphs and the stances as he's walking through this this doorway and again it's it's got this light around it he's heading toward the doors open you enter this arena mm-hmm. it really just had all the all of the imagery of uh you know classic gladiatorial right sort of uh um duels or or fights so really really great chapter so the last thing here we have is dueling styles uh, we talked about they talked about flame stance which is quick mm. flexible better for shard or shorter shard blades Wind stance, flowing, sweeping, majestic. Um, we mm-hmm. know about iron stance. He switches to iron stance ha- and right at the beginning of the fight. Um, we know right. that uh, um, Dalinar fought with smoke stance in one of his uh, visions before. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So those smoke are four stance, yeah. styles we, we've heard of. We know that so there far, are six yeah. other ones because there's one for every 10 essence, right? There's, there's right. 10, one for every essence. Um, and I like this line here that's in this chapter. It says it's more of a philosophy than a predefined set of moves. You know, like mm. you don't mm-hmm. do um, iron stance in the way that like, you swing like this and you swing like this. It's more you become iron you become flame in like a more of a philosophical right. way and i really love this yeah and it reminds me of the training you put my character through in our 3.5 D game when yeah. i was mm-hmm. a monk and i was doing all these animal styles and it wasn't really mm-hmm. these predetermined moves it was more of becoming the animal in your in your katas and like learning to be more like a tiger be more like a crane i just i really thought yeah. it was really it's the first thing i thought of when i was reading it so well i well i have to admit when whenever i first read it and I was thinking, and when Adeline went into wind stance and when his opponent went to flame stance, I thought there might have been some kind of a of an interaction there where, you know, uh, wind on flame often makes the flame bigger. Right. So I thought it was going to be a battle where his wind stance was going to be u- used and then it made his opponent more powerful somehow. Right, right. And then he would use it against him. That like but certain, I, I mean, it's almost like him, rock, him paper, do, scissors, that certain styles beat well, each other. And so you need, oh, yeah, he's doing or, flame stance. I can't do wind stand. That's going to give him the advantage that I have to switch to iron stance or something like that. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and it's funny because I was thinking earlier, what is it now? A flame requires, so there's fire, there's air. Oh, there's one other, what's the other catalyst? I can't remember now. But if you take, if you take away one component, it goes out. Right. With a fire, 
And you need uh, right. something combustible, right? Something to burn. So like right. wood or, or something flammable. Right. right. So you have something flammable, then you have the fire itself, and then you have the oxygen. Right. If you take away one one component, it's over. Right. So as a as a as a if you're fighting fire, let's say, you have to remove one of those elements right. to take the fire out. Yeah. Anyways, I, I thought there was going to be more of an elemental, um, or maybe ph- philosophical sort of I guess fight mm-hmm, between mm-hmm. wind stands fire. But this is this is cool. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm hope that there is more of this kind of stuff with the development of these stances because yeah, bring it yeah, on. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's something. Yeah. One of the reasons why we like some of these deeper dives into the Star Wars thing when we find well, out we about need... Star Wars, like lightsaber fighting and like the the, the 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 traditions and the fighting and all that kind of stuff is really cool. We got to bring these elements, honestly, some of these elemental stances in our, in into the Princes of the Apocalypse game. Yeah, our D and D game. Just yeah, saying. that'd be cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you, uh, that's the end of the episode, everybody, if you want to support the show, you can go to, uh, um, patreon.com slash heroes of, we are always putting up some cool stuff on there for you guys to check out. Um, you can join the discord server. You can check out our ugly mugs. We are actually going to do after this airs, actually, we'll have done a mm. live event on a Saturday morning oh. where people who are already signed up can come on to discord and, uh, check out the conversation that we have about the week's episode and the starting of everything and so yeah that'll be fun to do with everybody um if you want to support the show indirectly you can always just tell people to listen you you know we want as many people to listen to the show as possible and we want you to tell your friends and your family just go and tell your grandmother hey grandmother i know your back's not feeling so good but you know what make it feel better (laughs) a little storm pod get a little storm pod injected into there and uh yeah (laughs) I'm just rambling now. If you want to reach out to us, um, you can do so at heroesofacathra at gmail.com. You can reach out at Twitter, uh, Heroes of One, or the best way to find us is on uh, Instagram at the Storm Pod. Um, the best place to find me, Jack, is going to be hanging out here with my family tonight. What are you up to? Tonight, I am doing the same. Hanging out with the family. You have in laws in town. Hanging out with family. Say hello, say hello family. to the in laws for us. I will. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. This was an, a really fun episode. I uh, I can't wait to can't wait to get to more of these duels. I'm so excited. Um, uh, so yeah, thanks very much for listening. We love you very much. And uh, till next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of Music and Theme Song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the heroes of Akathra.